From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. This week, we're talking protest music. We'll share some of our favorite 21st century protest songs. Plus, we'll review the new album from Swedish dance pop queen, Robin. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and later in the show, we're going to make the case that uh, protest music today is alive and kicking. A lot of people think about the 60s when they talk about protest music, but I think, Jim, we can make the case that there is more of it out there than ever uh, these days. It's just a little harder to find it. But first, some new music. That is a little bit of Honey, the title track of the eighth album, the first in eight years, from Robin. Robin is a fascinating figure in the pop dance worlds. Uh, Born in Stockholm in 1979, she grew up traveling around Europe with her parents' theater group, loving American soul records. They apparently had a big collection. Uh, She made her debut at 12, recording the theme song for a Swedish television show, and uh, her debut album, 1995, was produced by the best pop minds at the time, Max Martin, Dennis Pop, and Christian Falk, who would become a, a close friend and a frequent collaborator. But rather than sign to Jive Records, who went on to find another ingenue in Britney Spears, she struck out on her own, went independent, and has released several albums since that are loved equally by uh, by the hipsters, the indie rock crowd, mm. and pop fans. Uh, Body Talk in 2010 was a major uh, breakthrough for her. And now, after an eight-year break, she is back with studio album number eight, Honey. What is she giving us? Let's play a track. We'll come back and give our reviews in a minute. This is Missing You by Robin from Honey on Sound Opinions. Thank you. 
That is Missing You from the new Robin album, Honey. You know, Jim, I remember when the Body Talk EPs came out in 2010, that trilogy that she put out that year, uh, extremely prolific. Uh, Dancing on My Own was the single that everybody yep. was talking yep, yep, about. Yep. I think one of the most important tracks of the last decade. It's so influential on so many different styles of music. I interviewed her back then, um, and, and she says, you know, uh, the, the club was where my generation goes to figure things out, mm-hmm. you know, where you escape things. In her case, you also think about things, and you escape them by losing yourself in the music, but that feeling of hurtfulness that you experience in the real world never really leaves you. And she incorporates that sort of, that contrast in the music. This is sad music with a with a dance element to it. I yeah, mean, this is yeah. music that she's not so much celebrating loss as working through it. And this album, if, if you can really think about it, it's, like, it's nine tracks, and it's basically a song cycle that begins in a place of heartbreak. And at the end of the album, she's finally moving out of it. Uh, it was informed by a couple of uh, uh, deep losses in her life. There was a romantic breakup and as well as a death of a friend. Yeah, Christian and those Falk, things, that producer. And, and, and those things sort of seep into the into the music um, what I love about the way she makes the music she's not only writing all the songs but she's also has a big role in the production uh, there's a lot of space for this music to sort of be hypnotic and and, uh, and and sort of meditative as well as pushing across the dance floor Her voice, the way she uses her voice, it's almost like another instrument, another mm-hmm. texture. I need to hear it tonight. Tonight. And not, not a, a, a great voice on its own. No, it's not like she's a showy singer, but it's a beautiful voice nonetheless, the way she uses it. You know, I'd almost compare it to somebody like Sade, you know, where she's taking elements from dance music, soul, R&B, and kind of making her own genre out of it in a lot of ways. So when when I think about our music, you know, it, it's not overtly sexy or sexual, but it is very sensual. And I think there's a, a sense of healing at the end. This is the most introspective club music you can find. Yeah. And I think for that reason, I think she's the best in the world at it right now. Oh, I, I can't disagree. Um, you know, there was so much anticipation for this record. It's interesting. We're talking about it because it's what the music world is talking about this week. I think, Greg, this review pairs uh, well with what we're talking about later in the show, protest music. You may wonder what I'm talking about at first. There are lots of ways to protest. You know, the great protest music, much of it in history has been aimed at the dance floor. Mm. If we're talking about the gay icons and and proto-feminists talking up in the disco era, I'm thinking of uh, Sylvester or Mm. Gloria Gaynor or, you know, later in the house era, Frankie Knuckles, right? You know, uh, in the tradition of the blues, 
One way to purge the pain in your life is with musical catharsis and celebration. So this is communal music. I think it's a warmer record than she's given us before. I've heard her talk about not for nothing. Mm. Did she write a song called Honey, title the record Honey? Think of, you know, honey pouring out of that jar into, you know, something you're making for dessert, right? That's what's going on here. So the pain is in the lyrics, and she's addressing them, uh, you know, the, the, the turmoil in her life, but she is getting it out through the power of dancing. And boy, do we need that in 2018. Greg, when you say the words protest music, I think people automatically uh, think of something like uh, that song we just heard a little bit of. Um, you know, this uh, the, the nugget of this idea for this show came from an email we got from one of our listeners who said, you know, there is so much going on in the world right now, politics, climate change, uh, uh, the Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter movement. Where is the protest music like there was in days of yore? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are both of the opinion that it is out there every bit as potent as ever, uh, and people are hung up on the history of it and not listening to what's happening now. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Jim. I mean, the whole idea is that whenever there are social and political upheavals in our country, there is a soundtrack that goes along with it. I mean, you look back on uh, the labor movements in the, in, the, in the 20s and 30s, the rise of Woody Guthrie. There's a great and a bloody fight around this whole world tonight. In the battle, the bombs and shrapnel rain. Hitler told the world around he would tear our union down. But our union's going to break down slavery chains. Our union's gonna break slavery chains. The uh, racial unrest in our country, a, a song like uh, Strange Fruit, Billie Holiday, immortalizing yep. that song. Southern trees bear a strange fruit, blood on the leaves, and blood at the Moving into the 60s, of course, Vietnam and, and civil rights were, uh, prompted an entire array of, of songs, protest songs that were number one on the charts, you know, Eve of Destruction by Barry Maguire, you know, for example. And you tell me over and over and over again, my friend, I don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. And then in the, in the Reagan 80s, you know, we had uh, the trickle-down economics combined with the, the very real fear uh, of the Cold War uh, turning into a nuclear war at some point. Yeah, so uh, in the punk rock underground, but also in the dance club, oh, we were hearing this music.
And, and now again, we have a very tumultuous era that we're living in, obviously. Uh, there's, there's wars across the globe. There's uh, political unrest in this country, fears of terrorism. And I, I, I think we're seeing a response there in, in the kind of music we're hearing now. Absolutely true. Um, you know, you wrote a beautiful book about Mavis Staples and the Staples singers. And I can never get past the image in my mind of, you know, uh, Mavis Staples and her sisters, her brother, her father, marching with mm-hmm. Dr. King and singing in the face of, of uh, dogs and hoses turned on them and swinging batons, right? You know, if we want to wax grand historical, what is it innately in the power of music that motivates people, right? The rowers of the galleons of <laughs> ancient times, you know, did so to a beat. Napoleon's armies marched across Europe. Every army has always marched to music. It can motivate you to fight for good or ill. So uh, people are in a fighting mood today, regardless of what side of the political spectrum they're on. We limited ourselves to the best protest songs, in our opinions, from the new millennium, because it's not just about the 60s or even the punk rock 80s. And I'm going to start, Greg, with uh, a band that we've talked about on the show in the past, Downtown Boys, formed in 2011 in Providence, Rhode Island, led by a just absolutely galvanizing Latinx vocalist, Victoria Ruiz. Formed the group with a former tuba player. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like ferocious punk rock. Uh, Their full debut album, Full Communism, dropped after a number of indie releases in 2015. They did a really fine uh, follow-up to that as well. Much of what they're singing are about uh, sort of Me Too issues. Women still fighting to be respected in our society, but also given Victoria's background, uh, there is some animosity toward that wall and empathy for people seeking asylum in this land of the free and home of the brave. Uh, I think virtually any Downtown Boys song works well as an example of modern new millennial protest music, but I'm going with Wave of History. We're both fans of history, students of history. And she's talking here, I think, about the timeless fight of people throughout history to be respected, coming in on a wave of history, riding in on a wave, do what we want on our wave of history. The fight never ends. It continues. Downtown Boys on Sound Opinions.
Wave of History by Downtown Boys. I, I think really one of my favorite bands in the last 20 years, Greg. Yeah, Downtown Boys, you know, you talk about where's the political bands. That's that, that's exhibit A right there, you know? Yeah. Okay, and there's plenty more where that came from. Sometimes the stuff that we're hearing these days comes from supposedly unexpected sources. You know, you're not uh, necessarily expecting mainstream rap stars, for example, to be talking about politics, but it, that's exactly what's happening. Joey Badass put out a record in 2017 called All American Badass that debuted at number five on the Billboard charts, and it is full of political commentary. Uh, The song I want to highlight is called Land of the Free, and I think it makes a really important point. This was at the start of, of the Trump era, and what he talks about in this song is that there was a complacency that had come over the country in regard to race relations and civil rights when when President Obama was president. We sort of went to sleep, is what he's saying. But he said it's still there, it's still out there. Uh, there's many people that he calls freeloaders in this track that I'm going to play who, are, who benefit from oppression. It's not in their self-interest mm. to change. He raps, in the land of the free, it's full of freeloaders. Leave us dead in the street to be their organ donors. He's basically saying, in this era, these people are waking up. They're once again in power, and, and they are once again uh, claiming the fact that they really own this country, and they own everybody who doesn't look like them, who's not from the same ethnicity, who doesn't have the same you know, social political background. Uh, be careful. And, uh, you know, a year and a half later, a lot of what he talks about in this record seems to be coming true. Uh, This is Joey Badass with the song Land of the Free on Sound Opinions. You know, sometimes I think they don't truly understand me, you know, because they don't. Yeah. Uh. Can't change the world unless we change ourselves. Die from the sicknesses if we don't seek the health. All eyes be my witness when I speak was felt. Full house on my hands, the cars I was dealt. Three K's, two A's in America. I'm just a black space born out the nebula. And everything I do or say today is worthwhile. With assurance by your action and your first child. I begin my first now. Sometimes I speak and I feel like it ain't my words. Like I'm just a vessel channeling inside this universe. I feel my ancestors arrested inside of me. It's like they want me to shoot my chance and change the society. But how do I go about it? Tell me where I start. My destiny rerouted when I chose to follow heart. You chose to follow suit, but tell me what it do for you. Except where you down, now you trapped inside the cubicle they built for us. The first step in the change is to take notice. Realize the real games that they try to show us. 300 plus years of them cold shoulders. Your 300 million of it still got no focus. Sorry, America, but I will not be your soldier. Obama just wasn't enough. I need some more closure. And Donald Trump is not equipped to take this country over. Let's face facts, cuz we know what's the real motives. And the land of the free is full of free lotus. Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors. They disorganized, my people made us all loners. Still got the last names of our slave owners. And the land of the free is full of free lotus. Leave us dead in the street to be the organ donors. They disorganized, my people made us all loners. Yeah, we can't change the world unless we change ourselves. Joey Badass, Land of the Free, one of Greg's favorite modern protest songs. Now we want to hear from you. What contemporary protest songs move you to action? Call us at 888-859-1800. Give us your pick and why. After a break, Greg and I share more modern protest music on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. When our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? And we hate Popo, want to kill us dead. 
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim Durigatis, and we're talking about 21st century protest music today. We're not playing the oldies, we're playing the newbies. Uh, and there are a lot of them out there, let me tell you. You know, Jim, people say, well, why, did you, why didn't you talk about this track, and why didn't you talk about that track? I would say that just about every record review we've done in the last year has, made some has had some yes. kind of political commentary on it. So you're saying, well, why aren't you talking about that Super Chunk record? Well, we did talk about it, and yeah, I yeah, highly yeah. suggest yeah. you all all listen to it because it's it's full or of that kind Kendrick of... Kendrick Lamar. Fantastic Negrito. These artists that we've right. been talking about on the show have been making protest music and quite well uh, for the last year and a half, if not longer. You know, uh, uh, Greg, when somebody says something like, where is the Ohio of today, Crosby, mm-hmm. Stills, Nash, Young's famous song, Protesting the Kent State Killings, um, I think they're just not listening. They're not necessarily hearing it on terrestrial radio. It is on the net. The next two choices for my best new millennial protest uh, songs come uh, from viral sensations on the internet. The first actually did make it to number one on the Billboard chart, but it was a real surprise in May 2018 when the enormously talented Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, dropped a song called This Is America. You know, uh, Childish Gambino is just a, a force of nature. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a singer, a director, uh, a DJ. And, uh, you know, the music remains, uh, I think, the place where his message comes out loudest and clearest. What is amazing about This Is America is musically and lyrically, it juxtaposes the ideas of freedom and civil rights with still struggling for both of those. It does it uh, musically with, you know, we have this sort of South African choral thing happening, and then that shifts into trap, you know, the hardest, heaviest hip-hop sounds going today. Just like a bullet through the night in in a neighborhood can, can suddenly disrupt everything and turn everything violent, community yields to assault. Uh, you know, he is talking about the role of the African-American man in society. Uh, get your money, black man. Get your money, black man. Uh, you know, you think you're a big dog, essentially, he's saying, but he's questioning whether that image of uh, gangbanging and drug dealing and hustling on the street is really what America is about. This is Childish Gambino. This is America on Sound Opinions.
slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Look how I'm kicking now. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on get it. Watch me move. This is Sally. That's a tool. Yeah. On my Kodak. Black. Oh, know that. That is This Is America by Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Uh, Greg, I think we also can't separate that song from the incredibly powerful video. Yeah. Uh, the next group I want to talk about is actually from the UK, Idols, I-D-L-E-S. I've already talked about them in the context of a fantastic protest song they did over the summer, uh, Danny Nadelko. Now they have an album out that is just as as great as that song promised, uh, Joy as an Act of Resistance. It's one of my favorite albums of the year. The song Great on that album, uh, this is a reflection of uh, England voting to leave the EU as, as part of the Brexit movement. And the song addresses this notion of tribalism, the, these, uh, uh, the anti-immigration policies that uh, exist in England, but also other republics across the globe, threatened by the influx of non-Caucasian people. And it really gets at the heart of the issue. It's not just pointing fingers and saying, you need to stop this. It says, why is this happening? People are scared. They're insecure. There are politicians out there preying on and exploiting that insecurity to win votes and tighten their control. And those are the first steps toward dictatorship. And it's saying, you know, it's, it's coming from a place of empathy. I understand that you're scared. I understand that you have anxiety about this. But at the same time, look at the history of the world. You know, they've survived this and, and actually grown and benefited from immigration. You know, I see Joe Talbot, the singer of Idols, and this may be a outrageous claim to some, but I kind of see him as like the new Joe Strummer in a lot mm. of ways. He's got a, a brilliance with uh, lyrics uh, that reminds me of the clash at its, at its height. Then there's some funny lines in this song. Islam didn't eat your hamster change isn't a crime. Uh, you know, so he's, he's basically having poking some fun at it and, and also trying to reach a deeper understanding about the whole idea of what immigration means. Idols with a song called Great on Sound Opinions. Mighty wants his country back 50-inch screen in his cul-de-sac Whooping charm of the Union Jack As he cries at the price of a
That is Idols with a song called Great on Sound Opinions. Jim, what's your next modern-day protest song? Uh, you know, before I get to it, Greg, I want to give a shout-out to uh, a new compilation. I was going to say box set, but nobody has box sets anymore, mm. right? Appleseed Recordings in mid-October released a collection called Roots and Branches, and it's a history of protest music. It's got all the usual suspects, right? Pete Seeger, uh, Roger McGuinn, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, but one of the things that's missing is the present-day champions of this music, and it struck me that uh, listening to 57 songs in the history of protest music, what none of those singers had uh, is the internet, mm-hmm. all right? So I discovered this next pick, Lindsay Lab Stewart, when it was blowing up my Twitter and my Facebook. It was one of those songs that uh, this young woman, a dancer and dance instructor in Texas, took to uh, obviously like a, a propped up video camera, maybe even her cell phone, mm-hmm. records this in her living room, her apartment, and suddenly the next day it's getting millions and millions <laughs> of hits on every medium on the net. I like this song so much that I am putting aside my hatred for the ukulele, all right? <laughs> because it, I, just, I, just, I, I can't, you know, I know George Harrison loved it. I hate ukuleles. Lindsay Stewart was motivated by hearing Donald Trump, our president, say that it is a very scary time for young men in America in the wake of, uh, of the fight over Judge uh, Brett Kavanaugh being placed on the Supreme Court. Um, you know, this notion that that if you're a man, uh, the tables have been turned and you can be faced with false accusations. You know, I, I think the first four lines of her song just skewer that and then she goes on from there. I can't walk to my car late at night while on the phone. I can't open my windows when I'm home alone. I can't go to the bar without a chaperone. I can't wear a miniskirt if it's the only thing I own. Uh, She is a survivor of sexual assault herself. I think in the best sarcastic, humorous tradition, she is in song deflating this whole, you know, what about the men argument and moment. And uh, she's become a star because of it. She's been on the late night talk shows. This is Lindsay Lab Stewart with It Sure Is a Scary Time for Men on Sound Opinions. I can't walk to my car late at night while on the phone. I can't open up my windows when I'm home alone. I can't go to the bar without a chaperone. I can't wear a mini skirt if it's the only one I own. I can't use public transportation after 7 p.m. I can't be brutally honest when you slide into my DMs. I can't go to the club just to dance with my friends. And I can't ever leave my drink unattended. But it When your reputation's on the line And any woman you've assaulted could turn up any time Yeah, it sure is scary time for guys Can't speak to any woman or look her in the eyes It's so confusing, is it rape or is it just being nice? So inconvenient that you even have to think twice I can't live in an apartment if it's on the first floor I can't be wearing silk pajamas when I answer the door I can't have another drink even if I want more and I can't make you feel invalid unseen or ignored I can't jog around the city with headphones on my ears I can't speak out against my rapist after 35 years I can't be taken seriously if I'm holding back tears and I can't ever speak earnestly about all these fears cause it sure is scary 
That is Lindsay Lab Stewart. It sure is a scary time for men. She obviously disagrees. What do you <laughs> What do you have next? Well, uh, a song that's actually going to amplify what uh, Lindsay Lab Stewart is talking about. In it sure is a scary time for men. Uh, uh, an Australian trio, a trio of women, Camp Cope, uh, with a song called "The Face of God." The record that came out earlier this year, "How to Socialize and Make Friends," really talks about. Uh, a, a lot of the issues these young women faced um, as being a new rock band, they'd, just, they'd put out a, uh, a debut record a couple of years earlier, and they, they, they said they'd gone through a lot in terms of, uh, you know, being uh, not only perceived as a new band, but a new band of women and the condescension mm. that they ran into. And the song The Face of God in particular talks about uh, things that will resonate uh, with anyone uh, who has partaken of the Me Too movement, which I hope are men and women alike. You know, this idea of having this experience, there, you know, it's written from the perspective of a victim of a sexual assault. You know, the fear, the self-questioning, the anxiety, the crushing frustration that comes when no one believes you. It's your word against his, you know, and, and guess who's going to be believed? And the doubters in this song are saying, well, the guy who attacked you wrote that great song, how could he do that? How could any? How could he be the one to, that attacked you? Yeah. So yeah. you know you accused the wrong guy. You know, and they're going to side with the guy, and the nuances of that argument, that that frustration, uh, really resonate, uh, especially in what's happened in the last year of powerful men seeming to be able to get away with things uh, simply because they are powerful and they are influential, or they wrote that great song uh, that no one wants to believe that they could actually do something like this. This song is talking about exactly that. It's Camp Cope with the Face of God on Sound Opinions. Cope with the face of God on Sound Opinions. Jim, what's next for you? Greg, I'm going to play something by Against Me, 
I always like to say it, with the exclamation point. I've been a fan of this band since it uh, burst out of Florida in the late 90s, and it has always delivered thoughtful, super smart, moving, rousing protest music uh, in a celebratory way. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have always said against me's lyrics are so wordy. And it's like, look, you know, if you're not jumping up and down pogoing while you're listening to them, you're, you've all, you're only getting half of the picture. I think the finest album in the long discography is Transgender Dysphoria Blues 2014 release in which Laura Jane Grace came out as a trans woman. She spoke with us on the show around that time, uh, you know, movingly about her journey, her experiences. And here we are where there is a portion of America which would like to uh, write her very existence out of out of the law books and, and dismiss her. And people are arguing about where uh, trans men and women uh, want to go to the bathroom and, and if they're even allowed to define who they are in the realm of the fight for gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans rights. It's not over. For all of that, though, The song I'm going to play, True Trans Soul Rebel, is celebratory. Mm -hmm. You know, this is about, this is again, again, about jumping up and down and saying I am who I am. Uh, It's very specific to Laura Jane Grace, but it's it's a song to get the troops moving. Here's Against Me, True Trans Soul Rebel on Sound Opinions. Soul Rebel by Against Me. Greg, you got one more modern protest classic. I do. It's a, a modern protest classic, I think, by a group that has been around since the very dawn of the protest era, at least the modern protest era, and I'm talking about the 60s, uh, The Last Poets, uh, a group out of New York that, uh, you know, basically was the uh, the pioneers, not only of hip-hop, but of the whole idea of social consciousness, sort of a, a, a viewpoint of uh, African-American resilience 
under constant siege, and how do we respond musically? Uh, they are indeed poets. Uh, they were among the leaders of the, the African-American civil rights movement from a musical standpoint, the black nationalist perspective uh, in the 60s and early 70s. Uh, the, the group continues to make music, continues to tour. It hasn't put out a new record in 20 years. That's why the new album, Understand What Black Is, is such a, a landmark for them. You know, if you need a protest song, at times are dire, who are you going to call? Mm. I mean, the last poets are, are there for you. One of the members of the group, Umar bin Hassan, uh, was in the, the core group that made all those landmark recordings in the 60s and 70s and continues to be a voice uh, in this trio. Uh, the song I want to play is The Bridge. You're going to hear a lot of uh, reggae vibes on this record, and it, and it sort of dovetails with uh, the, the political message that they're trying to get through. This is an, an emancipation song. We have talked about Afrofuturism on the show in mm-hmm. the past, Jim. The whole idea of transcending where you are and moving on to the next world or a better world, making that better world for yourself so that you can escape the crisis that you are in and build a better place for yourself. This really resonates with me. This is like they want their own Wakanda. You know, this is the Black Panther movie, sort of a song that belonged on that soundtrack. And it also in some ways addresses, it's a metaphor for the immigration crisis. We're all looking for our own Wakanda right now. Here's a track called The Bridge from The Last Poets on Sound Opinions. I'm in the jungle, going through the bushes, stepping over rocks, passing by the animals, resting against trees in search of the bridge that will take me to the other side. I was told there was a bridge made out of wood and rope. They say it is safe, strong enough to withstand my weight. It leads to the other side. A place unlike this place. A place of peace and promise. Of calm tides and bright sun. Where people greet each other with a smile. Where children can play without being hit by stray bullets. There are no guns here. Money does not exist. There are no gadgets. People look into each other's eyes when they speak. And everywhere you go, you're greeted with a warm smile. I must find the bridge so I can leave where I am, so I can save my life. That is The Last Poets with The Bridge, and that concludes our discussion of 21st century protest music. But as always, we want to hear from you. What's a recent song that moves you to take action? Call and tell us about your modern protest anthem at 888-859-1800. Or connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Coming up, Greg has a song he can't live without for the Desert Island Jukebox. Greg, what do you got? Talk about pioneers, Jim. I'm going to play a, uh, a great song from one of the pioneers of rock and roll. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched.
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. As often as possible, Greg or I take a trip to the desert island, pop a quarter in the jukebox, and play you a song we can't live without. Greg, I'm eager to hear what you've got. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, you know, 68, landmark year for rock, music, etc. cetera. Uh, one of the 50th anniversaries that we're marking is all the classic rock magazines seem to tell us is Led Zeppelin's 50th anniversary. And, you know, we've read those stories a million times before, but I was struck by one piece uh, in which they interviewed Jimmy Page, and they asked him, what was the record that really, you know, the light bulb went on mm. and said, I need to do this? And I'd never heard him give this answer. But he talked about Bo Diddley's debut record. Mm-hmm. And he went on and on about Bo Diddley uh, as as the reason that Led Zeppelin is what, what it is. That's fascinating. It is. And, you know, he he talked about Bo Diddley being this fascinating, exotic character. I mean, you know, the... The, the square-shaped guitar. And the, the checkered suit you know, jacket. The checkered yeah. suit, and later on the Stetson hat and the, and the black glasses. Mm-hmm. What a character he was cut out. But also the songs, how uh, unique and powerful and, and badass those songs oh, were, yeah. you know? Let me walk you down the aisle Bo Diddley's debut album came out 60 years ago. We're talking about anniversaries. Mm-hmm. 1958, Chess Records in Chicago. Yeah, here's this kid bumping around the South Side, hearing these nursery rhymes in the street corner, these these little chants, uh, African-American chants, Afro-Caribbean beats that he was incorporating. Everybody was talking about that syncopated uh, rhythm that he brought to rock and roll. But to me, you know, the lyrics on the track, Who Do You Love?, you know, I, it's almost like one of those wallpaper-type songs. You hear it, you don't really pay attention to it. And then you go, Oh, they're brilliant. These lyrics are incredible. I walk 47 miles of barbed wire. I use a cobra snake for a necktie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a brand-new house on the roadside made from rattlesnake hide. There, there is no rapper <laughs> yeah. in, in hip-hop today who can brag uh, with more humor or, or, or bravado than Bo Diddley did. So, you know, he, he basically said I was trying to outdo uh, Muddy Waters, you know. Uh, Muddy Waters would have the bragging songs, you know, yeah, like I'm, yeah. the, I'm the mannish boy, you know. Yeah. Now, when I was a young boy... At the age of five, my mother sent a bee, the greatest man alive. And then he's got that, that rhythm guitar style, that overdriven rhythm guitar. Every instrument is rhythm. You know, and, the and, drums and the maracas and yeah, the bass. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. your, your hero on, on, on maracas, right? Jerome Green. Jerome right? Green. I yeah. want to grow up. I want to be as cool as Jerome Green someday. And, and, and how about his lead guitar player, Jody Williams? Uh, mm-hmm. People say that this guitar solo on Who Do You Love was one of the most influential uh, solos of all time. And Jimmy Page sure heard it, and he wanted to bring some of that distortion that kind of voodoo vibe to what he was doing in, in, uh, in Led Zeppelin. It's Bo Diddley with Who Do You Love on Sound Opinions. I walk 47 miles of barbed wire. I use a cobra snake for a necktie. I got a brand new house on the roadside made from rattlesnake hide. I got a brand new chimney made on top, made out of a human skull. Now come on, take a little walk with me, Arlene, and tell me who do you love? Who do you love? Just 22 and I don't mind dying. Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? I rode around the town, use a rattlesnake whip. Take it easy, Arlie, don't give me no lip. Who 
Diddly, who do you love? Greg's Desert Island jukebox pick. I'm, I'm envious that you got there before I ever did. I think I, I think I played Bo. Bo you know, it, it just seems like we, you know, sometimes we ignore the founders of this great music, and it, sometimes you just go, Why "There's a reason this guy's a legend." We you know? ought to do like a five-part series on Bo Diddley. But what do we have on the show next week? Well, speaking of legends, uh, you know, we're going to take on the Beatles, but from a different perspective. We're going to talk about the solo careers of John Lennon and Paul McCartney and uh, and tell you who's better. For more Sound Opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. Sound Opinions has been produced by Brendan Banisak, Alex Claiborne, Ayana Contreras, and Andrew Gill. Sound opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what you have to say. New messages. Hi, I'm Sloan Clark from Fort Worth, Texas. I wanted to thank you for helping me see a really great show last night. You featured the best from New Zealand as a hidden treasure and after falling in love with their new record I was so excited to see that they were playing in my town the same week. Uh, there was a touching moment uh, when their drummer got a little teary-eyed as they announced it was the last song of the last night playing in the United States. I would have never been there without you. Thanks so much for all you do. Hey, my name is uh, Ricky, and I'm calling from Shelby Township, Michigan. Um, just wanted to let you know a creepy song. It is uh, 1971 Candy Apple Red by R.D. Taylor. Candy Apple Red, the sun going down for the last time today. Candy Apple Red, the color of my life as I watch it slip away. And it's a song about a guy who lost his girlfriend and he ends up cutting his wrist at the end of it. And then he's saying the Our Father at the end of it. It's really kind of a creepy song. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
Hi there, my name is Catherine. I'm calling from Durango, Colorado, and I am loving the Scary Music Show. And I am wondering why in the world the end by the doors has not come up on the playlist. Lost in a And all the children are insane. If there is a super sketchy, super freaky, oh my god song out there, it is This is the End by The Doors. Thanks so much. Hi, this is Stuart from Atlanta, Georgia. I was calling to suggest that you play Spellbound by Susie and the Banshees. It's a great Halloween, scary song. Always put one in the mood for the season of the witch. From the cradle bars comes a beckoning voice that sings spinning. You have no choice. Thank you. Bye. I'm John Brogan, Indianapolis. Greta Van Zeppelin isn't very good, but Wolf's Mother's first album was. It's great blues rock with minimal lyrics. What's not to love? So please play Cormon. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.